Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me, as always, is the legend, Carrie. It is, it's me, I'm a legend. And Jason, the favorite. Also the one who gave Carrie one of my precious, precious shirts. Mm. My precious. Never let it be said that you wouldn't give Carrie the shirt off your back. Well, not off my back. Then let it be said. Jason would never give the shirt off his back. Why would I? When he had an extra one yeah. to give me that wasn't also, on his like, back. Also, like, if we had the same number of shirts when it's done, like, she didn't have a shirt and I did, and I gave her my shirt, now I don't have a shirt, we've not really helped. It would have helped me. Well, yeah, but now I need a shirt. Would you not give me your shirt? I, I don't know if you'd look good in my shirt. I well, would be stunning. All right. Well, before we get into gaming, let's get a report on our Patreon backers. We have them. So we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. At our Patreon, you can uh, support us uh, each month, and that money goes to paying the cost of the show and helps keep us on the air. And if you donate to that, you get free stuff like postcards and books and prints. And you might, like Joel did last week, you might get your character roasted, roasted. on the show. Roasted or roasted? Roasted. Broasted. Broasted. <laughs> we we your roasted character roasting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, or you might uh, get a shout out. Let's do shout outs. Oh, okay. Whoa. Let's do it. Yeah. So, who we got? We got Joel Eastland, Joel who, we, ro- who Eastland. we roasted last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like roasting, but more tender. We're, we're, we're not tender. Aww. Oh. Sorry. Who else? We've also got Ryan Galeato. Oh, Ryan. I can't say, I can't, here's the problem, now I can't have a favorite Ryan. Ryan took There's the roleplay pledge. He did. Well, okay, wait, what's, what's the roleplay pledge? You didn't see his post where he took the roleplay pledge? No, I'm, I don't read Facebook as much as I used to because I don't have reception at work. Well, maybe they should hire a receptionist. Well, that's true. That would be good. They could pass maybe my Facebook messages. They're, yeah, because I'm sure that's exactly what they'd want to do. It's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Because, you know, if it's, the, the favorite a, if it's said, important to you. The favorite said he wants his Facebook. Also, Drew Stevens. <laughs> Well, I was going to tell you what yeah, the pledge Yeah, hold on. Oh, oh okay. Pledge. Pledge. I'm so sorry. You the, were... the pl- he put his hand on the player's handbook and he said, I pledge to roll honestly and fairly and to have fun. Oh, So now I feel I, I feel like we all need to take the pledge. Okay. Where's so the player's handbook? We'll yeah. take the pledge. After, when we're done here, we'll take the pledge. Okay. All right. <laughs> That'll work. All right. So Drew Stevens. Did we say Drew Stevens? We said Drew Stevens. I don't know that Drew's taken the pledge. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I what don't edition know. do you pledge on? Think whatever's closest to your heart. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I, like even, I don't even think that it has to be Dungeons and Dragons. I think it can be the core rule book of your system of choice. Oh, all right. Because I don't think I don't feel like we should box people in. No, we don't judge. We're not a we're not a you know honor roll the essentials box set. But we are more judgy than some other podcasts. That's well, not true. I have listened to Tempest Ten Abram. Oh, <laughs> I said uh, podcasts. 
Podcasts have listeners. That's a uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. who's we, maybe we are that judgy. <laughs> now we are. We, we are. just got there. What about Ryan Martin? What, what about Ryan Martin? I, I don't know. We don't have anything. I don't. Okay. Well, no, no. I don't know if he's taken the pledge. Maybe he has. Okay. He has. I think. I've, as far as I know, Galliano is the only one that's taken this pledge. That's true. Lost Colonies LARP, he would swear on the Lost Colonies LARP rulebook. I bet he will. I bet he will when we ask him to and that's to right. send us photographic, photographic proof. Yeah. What about Noah? Noah. Noah. <laughs> Has Noah, t- Noah, have you taken the pledge yet? Noah. Noah. If you've not taken the pledge, now's what the have time. you been doing? Well, he went to uh, the Trinity Church. And Is he taking like, a pledge there? Yeah, he took like a ton of pictures okay. there. Okay. Okay. I don't. Andy saw USS Constitution, which is like this old giant like sailing vessel. Oh, it's I a was vessel. Of the paper. Yeah, I I think though I suspect that these may be more photos from his old trip. From oh, okay. Trip from a few weeks ago. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's okay. Sounds I'm, fun though. Spread yeah. it out. Yeah. There we go. But that's that's what about Noah. All that right. I, that's what I know about right. Noah. Salim Halibi, who I'm supposed to be in in a ST meeting with right now, and I'm not. <gasps> Is it Halibi? Halibi. <laughs> I'm sorry, Salim. Maybe if you were if you had showed up for that ST meeting, <laughs> you'd know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Anybody else? Sarah. Ra, 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 ra. We got to we got to hang out with Sarah. This we did. Weekend. It was super awesome. Oh, yeah. that's right. She came to mm-hmm. Werewolf, right? Yeah, yeah. so fun. Spent yeah. the weekend with us. And she it was... played a silver thing. She did. She played my my arch nemesis. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So it was little. So it's the ladies. opposite of you. So it's like a a really young person, like no, a baby. No, we were we we played uh, bickering old ladies. So you're golden girl. I was it? like, I, yeah, we were golden girling it. I do have an old lady wig at home. I might be getting back into werewolf. Oh, <laughs> oh. well, if you'd like a shout out, we'd love to give you one, and you can get one by going to Patreon.com/slash Podcast. Help us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron, get some free stuff, and get a shout out. And remember, <laughs> this is my only retirement plan. Please oh, help. You are so screwed. It's <laughs> dangerous. Dude. Yeah. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting here at this table recording a podcast. Jason. What have you done since then? Well, I've been banging stuff on the table. A lot. More yeah. than normal. Which yeah. Which is pretty high. How's that working out for you? Uh, well, that'll be get fixed in editing. <laughs> Thank goodness I don't do that part. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got. All right. Okay. What have you been up to, Gary? Jason's life No, sucks. wait. I finished oh. The Invisibles. The, the three trade paperbacks. They're really good and the crazy. In- what is The Invisibles? Oh, it's a... Somewhat famous trade paperback set of comic. Well, it wasn't originally a trade, but set of uh, comics written by Grant Morrison. Very, uh, a little ahead of its time. Pretty crazy stuff. I hmm. can't get into it. It would take hours. Yeah? Yeah, it's really hmm. complex. Never seen it. Never seen it. Hmm. It's good. It's invisible. It's invisible. I get it now. What do you got, Carrie? Yesterday was Dakota's birthday. So she's like what, fifteen? Uh, uh, feels that way. Now she turned she turned ten, and the so we double digits, double digits, and so we we had a, a nice day where we had presents and cake and all type of stuff. But uh, the the big exciting thing was one of her presents was Dakota. Dakota, what'd you get for your birthday? D and D. 
She got the Stranger Things box set starter kit for, for Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. She's going to run a game for y'all? That's the plan. Ooh, y'all should record it. Maybe it'll be a special patron-only episode. Ooh, there we go. Some good ear footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we have patrons. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, that was that was super fun. Yeah. Um, so, we, we did the birthday stuff. We, and played, then... we played the werewolf LARP. We played Werewolf Flarp this weekend with Sarah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something. I did lots of. I've been. I've been doing lots Patreon. of art. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing lots of art. So. Cool. Yeah. What there should I, be more rants on your show. Remember, uh, you did a rant last week. Yeah. Was- yeah, I, I did a rant on my on my Twitch channel, and I didn't. When I was over, I, I looked over and like I had doubled the amount of people that were watching. And so. So apparently, I need to be on my soapbox more. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, people talk about art being political and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's basically true. I mean, obviously, there's some illustrations that are just oh, yeah, blah. Yeah. But what I mean to say is that uh, people are looking for something that's saying something. Yeah. Even if they don't agree with it. Yeah. That's why six people listen to our show. That's, that's right. not true. And we've doubled that by yelling. That's right. We're up to we, 12 now. No, we're doing really good. Shut up, Carrie. 15. <laughs> oh, you mean like... Way to bring in that yelling at women vote. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan, then what have you been doing? Well, mostly the same thing because of with, you know, Dakota's birthday and everything. And Sarah Uh, being being married and living in the same house. But uh, I do have like the the fun thing is I have two new vinyl records. Oh, yeah. Very excited. about. Mm -hmm. I got the two two record set of Empire Records, the soundtrack. And I'm super excited about that. And then the yep. other one that I got was I got Twin Sister, which has just been re, uh, re-released. You are. Uh, reissued and remastered. Such a nerd. Oh, uh, Twin Sister is amazing. They were, uh, it, from back in the 90s, there was a bunch of... <laughs> A bunch of musicians from some Christian rock bands were Star Wars nerds, and while they were on tour, they all got together and formed a different band called Twin Sister, and they would put Star Wars costumes on, and they they wrote all this like uh, metalish music about Star Wars, <laughs> and they would open for their real bands. They're like forty years ahead of their time. It was, they could be an amazing YouTube channel. They they were like the original Filk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No, but yes. Whenever you talk about your vinyl collection, I think, I need to buy Ryan a weird-looking hat. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Hipsters all wear weird hats. I mean, it's just, it's the law. Anyway, there you go. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's go to combat rounds. Welcome to Combat Rounds. Before we get started, I want to just note that we are about to get a super bad thunderstorm. Yes. So if there is thunder in the background, it's real. It's it's not just demons punishing Jason for no reason. For no reason. Because he would never do anything that would... Nothing. Nothing. No, that contract he signed was was not... It was void. It was void. It was void. It was void. They were not at an adequate crossroad. If you write void on there, you're good. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. It's just like a check. He also didn't sign his real name. He used a fake middle initial. That's right. Ooh, okay, yeah. He was like... You're good. Jason X Hughes. Oh, shit. Now I want to change my name. (laughs) 
Well, your your middle name Xavier, right? It's written on it your butt. It is now. Written, yeah, it's written on your butt. <laughs> yeah. on your butt. Let's start comment rounds then. Today, our topic is being a new player. So this is mm. like what to do if you're new to the table? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, if you're a new player, you're making a new character. Usually. Right. Typically. So we're going to be talking a little bit about what you should do and what happens when you are a brand new player. You've never role played before and you show up to your first to your first game. This Sorry, is I'm just trying to remember what it's that been was like. So long. Yeah. Back in the legendary times. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember when. And I, I also want to give a shout out. Uh, we you know, we had Jared Powers on a, a few weeks ago who and he was talking more than a few weeks ago about. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he came out to talk about marketing your games. And uh, he had never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Right. He's, he has played his first game. Yep. And it went pretty well. Uh, and, and so I was kind of talking with him and stuff, and we talked about what the experience was like being someone who'd never played before. And so I thought, well, maybe we should talk about this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Also, okay, so- let's refer to him as J-Pal from now on. No, he's the Jared Powers. Yeah, he's the okay. Jared He Powers. was the before you were the. <laughs> I've been the since I was born. I to continue, let's start with talking about what a new player can do before the game. Let's do that. Let's do that. Thank okay. you for agreeing with me. Okay. I, I think the the first thing is ask questions about, like, you know, just what game is this? What what am I doing? Yeah, you know? if you've ever done something before, yeah. you don't know what, what you're doing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, role play in the media is not always... Um, it's oh. not as accurate as you would think. You mean Maces me. and Monsters with Tom Hanks wasn't accurate? Well, you remember that part in Stranger Things where they had a hard time getting together to play? That's the most accurate. That's yeah, accurate. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now can we play d Now can we play d <laughs> This is the most accurate depiction of gaming ever. Yes, oh, yes absolutely. absolutely. But, but, but ask, ask. Ask the the people that are going to be playing at the table with you or the game or ask whoever's running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, be nice to the people you're going to play with mm-hmm. uh, because – and if you show – part of being nice to, to these folks is that you're going to be asking questions and that shows that you're interested and that is niceness because something you have to remember is that if this game is, has been playing without you, like if, if you are joining an existing group, they're all friends already. right. And so, so there is already a, a dynamic there. Mm-hmm. And so you want to, f- you, I mean, unfortunately or fortunately, depending upon how you look at it, you kind of want to fit that. So you don't want to insult the DM's name right out of the gate to, try to <laughs> right? establish dominance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So be friends, Sorry, be friends with them and ask them questions. Mm-hmm. So what kind of questions should they ask? Well, I mean, first of all, find out what, what game it is. Right. Right. Could I mean, be, that seems very simple but you know what not every game is D. yeah no absolutely and if and you if you just hear role playing you don't know yeah you don't know what you're going to be playing you right? can't you can't really be prepared if you don't know what you're preparing for right? right so what kind of game is it what i mean and that that's not just title or genre or edition mm-hmm. you know i mean if you're a new player those things may you might even have to ask what are those what's and an that's edition? okay Right. Don't ask anyone what edition is best, though. Oh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> dangerous. No, just whatever edition they say they're playing, say, okay. Yeah. But you do want to ask what kind of game it is. You know, Jason likes to talk about this a lot, about, like, games should be what you expect them to be. Right. Run the game that, that you say mm-hmm. you're running, so play the game that's being run. You know, uh, you can sit down at a Dungeons & Dragons game, and it could be about heists. It can be wacky action-adventure. It could be dark political drama. Right. And if you know going in what that what the feel the feel is 
what it kind of covers, what kind of characters they want. It makes a big difference. Right. I think I think it's also important to to ask is the game going to be mechanics heavy or role playing heavy? And that, by that yes, I mean absolutely. are you going to be like doing social things where you're talking to NPCs a lot and having to do a little bit of acting or does the game focus more on rolling dice to fight monsters because right. that matters a little bit too it helps mm-hmm. you prepare in the same way that like with what Jason was saying if if they're running kind of a, a heist game it's probably not the best to to come in with a character that wouldn't ever you know with a paladin who would never rob anything right <laughs> yeah. You should have a reason to join the party. But but if you're if they're running a game where it's primarily you know they focus more on on uh, combat and rolling dice and things, uh, then you don't want to come in with a character who that you were really expecting to to have him fall in love with an NPC and and you know negotiate dating with them and all that because that's not going to happen. So so have the right expectations. Uh, I also think that that you should ask questions about like is it a one shot meaning are they only going to play for the one night right or or are you joining a game that's going on for a while and has the game been going on for a long while yeah and what's the expectations of people that are there like how often do you how often do you play how often do i need to attend yeah if i can only make it once a month and y'all play every week is that okay yeah yeah check your attendance commitments Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd also say uh consider buying a set of dice. So this is a dangerous one because a lot of people are like, yeah, but I don't know if I'll like it. Okay, but a a set of dice for almost any game system, whether you're buying a stack of six-sided dice or you're buying the seven dice... You know, set, set for uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, or if you're buying, you know, the special the Star Wars dice for the Fantasy Flight games, or whatever, like or Fate dice, mm-hmm. they're all between eight and twelve bucks. That's not a big investment. That's really not a big investment. Like in the worst, in a worst case scenario, if you never play again, you can give the dice to the people you played with and say like, "Thanks, this isn't for me," but you know, here you guys can have my dice. Like twelve bucks is not a lot for an evening to see if you like something. No, but twelve bucks is worth. Coming to a game and showing them that you're prepared. Mm-hmm. And committed. And committed, yeah. But, you know, there's another side to this. At work, if someone has, you know, every carpenter's got a toolbox with a bunch of different tools in it. And if I show up at work and everybody knows that I've got 80% of what I need, and I need to borrow one thing from them, and they notice, well, this guy has got stuff. He takes care of it clearly. I don't mind loaning him something. This is true at the table, too. If somebody yep. shows up and they've got the basics, no one will care to loan you something of theirs if you need it. Right. But if you have to borrow a hammer... Then, no, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's not really interested. <laughs> he's not invested. Right. So, yeah. not needing to borrow a dice, it's a, it's a good way of showing I'm invested. Now, I will say, though, if you don't buy dice, there's always enough dice at a game. Oh, yeah. There always yeah. are. <laughs> but it's a good show of, it's a show of faith. Yes, absolutely. So, so Dakota hasn't even started reading the D and D book set yet that she got, but she's already got like three sets of dice. Oh yeah, well, you dice know, are so, pretty. Uh, I well, there, but but people just keep giving her dice, and she's like, heck yeah, you dice know, right. dice are awesome. Yeah, they are. I talked about this with Jared uh, between shows when he was preparing for his game, uh, and I think we talked about it a little bit. We when did. We talked with the dice mm-hmm. maker. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but like dice are a thing. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you like role playing, you're going to discover you want more dice. Oh yeah. <laughs> you always just want to Scrooge McDuck into it. You <laughs> always want to be yeah. able to do that. So uh, something that I think about a lot is how much backstory do you want from this character? 
Sure. Because some games want basically nothing. Give me one sentence, and other games want a short novel. Right. And right. you need to know what you're stepping into. Mm-hmm. I think that you you ask, and that's a question. It's an, it's an ask the group. Right. You know, how much backstory should I prepare? You know, if you really like your character and you have the skills, consider maybe, you know, draw your character. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Or not so much for a tabletop game, but for like a mush or something like that. I know people who have pulled uh, uh, play-by char- actors mm-hmm. and actresses. Like, they have files on their computer just ready to go. I, want, I want my character to look like this. Okay, that's cool. You know, so, like, you can you can do that even if you don't have the artistic skill. I've right. played in a tabletop game like that where everybody had to tell who would be your character in a movie. Yeah. And it was part of the, the gimmick was you kind of... Like, you didn't have to base it on that person... But the look and the feel, that's yeah. what you were going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and don't just ask these questions of the, the players in the game, but also ask your storyteller or your DM what they want you to show up with. Because they may want you to show up with a blank character sheet and help you make it, or right. they may want you to make your sheet ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they may have a snack requirement. Like, everybody brings a two-liter and then we all share. Okay. Yeah. You know, or and and also, you know, ask them if maybe the the game you're playing might be featured on an actual play podcast, or everybody or, does those now, or a Twitch or a YouTube channel, and there may be one that that your storyteller might recommend as as something good to listen to to see what what the game is like. Like mm-hmm. if it, you know, Jared had never played Dungeons and Dragons before, and so he you know watched watched some Critical Role because he was like, I don't even know what they do. Sure. So now he has some idea. So now he has some idea. But also remember, though, that Critical Role is a production. And so in the, yeah. same, in the same way that watching porn is not an accurate representation of what actual sex is like. What? <laughs> you know, remember that, that, that Matt Mercer and the folks on Critical Role are all professional actors and are... Basically know, doing porn. <laughs> they're basically doing... Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, let's what a, a strong stance to take. Yeah. <laughs> what a strange one for us to take as well. Right? So what about when you're uh, thinking about, you know, you, you want to, let's say your DM says, or your storyteller tells you, show up with your character made. So you're going to make your character ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What kind of things should you find out or do to make sure that the character you make is going to be a playable fit? What does the game need? Right? And, I mean, it seems simple, but, I mean, D&D is the easiest thing. Do you have a cleric yet? Because every party needs a healer. we gotta, mm-hmm. we got to have a healer, because usually it doesn't work very well. The system is built around having a healer there. These things are, are the same in Dungeons & Dragons as they are in a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, MMORPGs are kind of the same. Do you have a tank? Do you have a DPS? Right, like all of those things are actually pretty similar in... Oh, yeah. Not just Dungeons & Dragons, in most games. Really. Most tabletop games have some version of roles that are fulfilled in a party. Oh, you've got... We need someone who's high, got social. Yep. Yeah, oh, okay, I can do yeah, that. Yeah, we need someone who does influences. Mm-hmm. You right. need You need somebody that's super tough. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that's super sneaky. Right. You, you know, you need a healer. These are just We need the, a young elven thief. You need a, a wizard. Right. Somebody we who need can, a force user because we keep doing these force user plots. Because yeah, the storyteller keeps throwing demons at my Jedi. Him. You gotta find yeah. them, right? So so you can ask your your storyteller and the other players what kind of character should you should you make? What sort mm-hmm. of characters fit this game? What do they need? Uh, and also find out like what are the players want? Because sometimes too, there's this idea of like wanting to play something that that others want to see, mm-hmm. or or even 
Like a lot of times when you talk to other players, they may go, well, you know, my sister's in the next town. Oh, I could play your sister. You know, like you could make connections like that. Mm -hmm. But make sure you have their permission. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about specifics now. Like, so you're actually building the character. What are some things that make for a good character? You know, uh, something that we've talked about a bunch of times is your character should always have something they're bad at. Right. Because it gives you character. (laughs) Weakness is story. Oh, weakness is so good. Right. And you need to make sure that it's a hook. Like, whatever it is, whether it's allergies or not, it should be something that the the DM or storyteller or whatever can play with. And you should want them to. Right. Expect it. It makes a better story. I think you also need, uh, conversely, to have something that you're good at. Because nobody wants to be useless. Especially in games in which there's a lot of dice rolling, you should be competent at the thing that you do. and, And also... No one else wants you to be useless. Right. Absolutely. It there, sounds fun. Oh, no. But it's, it's not. It's not fun for anyone else around you. There's right. this thing called shotgunning, and it's it's a mistake a lot of uh, a lot of n- new players. I'm and, not shotgunning in balance. And right. older players. <laughs> well, when I, say, when I say new players, though, I mean like players that have never played before. They think, okay, well, I've got to have a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and a little bit of this so that I'm competent in a bunch of things. But the, it's like they, they stuck their sheet to the wall, loaded all their experience points into a shotgun and fired at it. Boom! And it, they just spread them out all over the sheet. The problem is you're, you can do a lot of things okay, but you can't do anything well. And so what happens is there's always somebody else in your party that can do the thing better. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you end up useless. So it's actually better to, when you're asking those questions, like, what does the party need? Well, the party really needs somebody who can pick locks. Okay. Make your character good at picking locks. Yes. And it doesn't have to be cheesy. It doesn't have to be overdone or min-maxed. Be competent for the skill that you've chosen. Right. I also think you should make sure to not, not create a loner. What? I want to play Strider from those <laughs> books that are too long. Yeah, every, like, loners are cool. Oh. You know? They are, the Fonz. Loners are super <laughs> Cool people are super don't cool. role play. Right. So just. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> no. loners are cool, but the problem with loners is everything that makes a loner a loner makes them not good in a gaming party. Yeah. Right? They they want to split the party all the time. You know, they want to go off and do their own thing. Or they want to uh, they want to be by themselves. Or they don't want to socialize with others. Well, all of those things are part of the community experience of playing a, a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And so, unless you're like a, a you know, an ex- a more experienced player, like I would say as a brand new, new player, try and stay away from being a loner because it's already going to be hard enough for you to figure out how to become a part of the group just naturally. So don't create barriers. You know, I was going to say about loners, think about every time you see them in fiction. The author has to write the entire story around why this guy is here and why people are talking to them. He has to be better than everybody else or something to force this loner into the story. You don't want to put yourself through that. It's always connected to how their parents are dead. It doesn't Uh, help. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, everybody's parents are are dead. Don't Just don't do it. Also, your parents aren't dead. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's easy. <laughs> it's lazy. Mm-hmm. My first character's parents were dead. Yeah, I know. Your first character was a Batman. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Which is weird because you're more of a Robin. It's so weird. It yeah. is weird. His parents are dead too. 
Yeah. That's mm, all of them? Every no. Robin's parents are dead? Well, now. <laughs> Currently. <laughs> Except, well, no, Damien. Well, Damien's, yeah, Damien. Eventually. It. Yeah, but Batman and, will die at some point. Uh, yeah, of course he will. And then he'll be thrown in the pit yeah. and come back. That's what happens. Also, uh, you're going to be tempted to make a character that has secrets, but remember that secrets are only fun if they're played. And that means secrets have to come out. Mm-hmm. I think you almost, in your Game Zero or your mini Game Zero, you do something like, say, hey guys, my character's got a dark past and it's got all these secrets. I just want y'all to know that because, you know, this is the sort of things they are, even if you don't give specifics. Hey, I'm actually the kid of the bad guy. Uh, you don't necessarily have to say that, but you, can, you could say, hey, just so everybody knows my father's evil. Right. And I want that to come out at some point. And when it does, I, I want to keep playing and I don't want to lose my character. So <laughs> yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to work that Help out. Help me. Help yeah. me. Yeah. It's also an easy tendency, I think, to, to define your character by, by what they, they won't do. Um, you know, like, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, my character won't ever work with elves. Yeah, yeah. You know, or my character will, would never, you know, drink. Or yeah. my character would never go to a saloon, right? Well, all of those things are, they sound like this, these great hooks to, to hang, you know, defining things about your character on. But in actuality, what they are is no's. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. So, so the way you, you want yeses and so the know, way you have to do that though is say, my character doesn't like to go in saloons, so I'll go in there and I'll I'm, be there with you. But I'll be grumpy the whole time. Not too bad though. But I'll well, you know well, whatever your yeah. care you know like that's a, you could be like Mr. T where they poison your milk every time and knock you out to get you in the helicopter. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> the point being, uh, absolutes are not good characters. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Especially if you're new. Even people who feel like they're very experienced make that mistake, though. Absolutes are for the NPC villains. Oh, I like that, yeah. You know, like, they're the ones who sit up on their mountain, steepling their fingers, going, I will never do this until I blah, blah, blah. It's more interesting story for you doing the things that you said you wouldn't do. Yeah. Right. Anything else uh, they should do before the game? Learn how to play a little bit, if they can. (laughs) actually look at the book and your sheet yeah even if you just get like top level basics you know what i used to do uh when i was playing a brand new game i'd never played before is i would would make a little cheat sheet Mm. that's handy you know so i'm already learning this whole new game Mm -hmm. i don't want to also have to learn all of the stuff on my sheet at once or whatever so i would take like an index card or something and i would just quickly write down like the what each of my powers does Mm mm-hmm and the page number. A lot of times, when I'm playing a new game like that, I play the fighter type. Something that I know is straightforward, so I'm not having to learn an entire character. Right. And also an entire system. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if they don't need a fighter, or if you just want to play something more complex, that's your call. I'll, I'll tell you what, the cheater sheet that Ryan was talking about, mm-hmm. when, when we started dating... We had made new characters for something way back in the day. I was just thinking about Ryan having a cheat sheet for dating. I know. Carrie no. <laughs> Mary. No, no, no. Carrie Marie. Marie. <laughs> no. Um. Black and hair. we had we had made 
our characters. And then he just was like, hey, do you want me to make a cheat sheet for you? And I went, what are you talking about? Yeah, cheat sheet. And he was like, yeah, you know. And then he made me one, and I was like, how did I survive without <laughs> this? It was it was such a good thing. I, I fully uh, encourage cheat sheets for everyone, yeah. always. Yeah, and, you know, because the reality is, too, you're not going to probably not going to have time to read the whole book before your first game. And even if you do, you're not going to remember the whole thing. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But I would say, if you have the ability to read some of the book before first game, read some of it, but try and focus on the parts that are your character. You know, Mm -hmm. so like if you're playing a fighter, make sure you read the fighter parts. I was uh, listening to another podcast a while back, and they were talking about how even really complex rules, you usually only need about 15 to 20% of them to play your character, especially early on. Right. So focus on that part that you need, that bit, whatever it is, it's probably not as challenging as you think it's going to be. Because you don't need all of it. You just need that one little bit mm -hmm. that you need. You need just enough to know what questions to ask your storyteller. Absolutely. Because your storyteller knows them all. Right. Or knows where to look them up. And, and if you're playing a character who doesn't use magic, maybe you don't need to know exactly how her spell works. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what happens when you, you know, during the games, you know, so let's move on. Uh, so you've, you've maybe made your character. You're ready to show up to your very first Be game. on time. Be on time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The worst thing ever is having to wait for players to arrive. Expensive no, ones with no I, sheet. I think the worst thing is... When a player forgets their sheet. Yeah. Oh. Have your sheet. That's like, I'd rather have them be late because they went home to get their sheet and then came back with it mm-hmm. than have them show up and then be like, I have to remake my character. Be on time and bring your stuff. <sighs> yeah. I, I love game masters who keep the sheets. I love it so <laughs> yes, much. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't have to think about this for another week? Boom. Yay. Done. Could you keep my dice too? <laughs> The nice thing is, after your depending upon what game you're you're playing, like for example, Dungeons and Dragons, there are a lot of apps that you can put your character sheet on, yeah. right? And yeah. and if your game master, if your you know dungeon master or storyteller is okay with those sort of tools at the table, Use then them. you should do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If I ever start a game store, I'm going to have cubbies for everybody. Cubbies, so you can leave your stuff there. Nice, and maybe you'll have a little lock. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Wouldn't that be great. I, that's totes adorable. <laughs> Everybody's got a cubby. You can put all your character sheets well, in there. They'd have to rent it though, or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not if it was too. Yeah, you'd gotta you gotta figure out what the you'd have to have some kind of restriction. Like the why you put a quarter in and you a get quarter. the key back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what else should a, a new player do at at the game? Pay attention. At least I, for the I, first game. You have had a lot of bad experiences with, with new players because every one of these, yeah. when you when you, yeah. when you you bring it up, you're always so resigned to like, oh, that sucked They're, when that happened. Yeah, they don't, because they uh, don't. Do you have a good story for somebody who just doesn't pay attention? Oh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Here we yeah. go. No, no, just, I, I think that, uh, especially if you're new to a group, it's really disrespectful to not pay yeah. attention. You want to make a good impression. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, you also don't want them afterward to be like, well, we don't want them to come back. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, most people are unwelcome at gaming groups because uh, out of character things don't work. Not yeah. because their character sucks. Yep. You can yeah. fix a broken character, but a broken person... Way harder. Way, Way harder. harder. And maybe outside the scope of your local LARP DM. or tabletop yeah. game. 
So there's a few little things you can do to help yourself pay a little more attention while you're at game. I think the first one is uh, be regulate your cell phone. Be yeah. respectful of of that yeah. attention that it draws away. From for you. some for some people, that may mean you know just turning your phone off and putting it away, or for at others, least on silent. It may be putting it on silent, or or only pulling it out when like you're not in a scene mm-hmm. or something like that. But just like you know, we all have babysitters, or we all have. Uh, Something go, a, a spouse or a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or, or something. just like, it's your comfort item. You have to have it in your hand. Yeah, you, you know, know they're always that's okay. But but don't uh, what you don't want is the dungeon master to be describing this big huge fight against this dragon and then all of a sudden, Ba-doom! or or worse, like <laughs> you, someone starts laughing because they're looking at a meme. Right, and now the whole table is going to stop and look at. Yeah, it. I want to look at now the you've meme. Completely and... broken the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I would tell you is to don't play with your dice. That's so hard. That it's, is hard. I I, I agree tempting. with you, but... Uh, there are some people, like a lot of people have, there are a lot of DMs that I know that their like, number one pet peeve is new players who who stack and make dice stacks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they take their, they just try to see how tall they can get. And the reason they hate it is because eventually... It topples. It topples. Also, if they're really good at it, everybody at the table starts watching. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, I've just lost the table to those dice sixes over there. Yeah, yeah so dice are, are very tempting to play with, but just don't play with them until it's, unless you need to roll. Uh, and, and I would also say, you know, like, be strategic about when you have to pee or... Uh, you know, when you need to go smoke. Because we're all adults and like you can be aware, oh man, I, I need to hold it for another minute. Or I need to pee a little bit. This is the time. This is the time to go. Like right before the podcast, go take a pee break. Right? Yeah. You know, right I, before. As soon as right Ryan goes, before. we're going to record, Jason's like, I have to go. <laughs> well, do you want to stop in the middle? Because those are other options. We used to have a friend where, where whenever we went on, whenever we went on uh, road trips with them, that we would we would stop for gas and they would sit in the car and or hang out with whoever uh, was pumping or whatever. Yeah, play on their phone. Everybody in the van would go in, they'd go to the restroom, they'd buy their snacks, and as everyone came back out to the car, oh, I gotta go. They'd go inside <laughs> and inv- invariably they would always be like taking a long dump. Uh, and then like twelve of us would sit in the van, you know, fuming. Fuming because while he was fuming, <laughs> yeah. So you know, kind of try to be strategic about when when you need to step away from the room. Also, you need to plan your next move. Like, is this what do you, what so do you mean? Tr- okay, so especially in tabletop games, but even in a LARP, if you're fixing to do something, you should be prepared. Hey, I don't know 100% sh- how this power works, or I'm going to be using this rule. I should review it if I have a moment to do so. You mean like if if there's a combat and you're especially if there's a combat and everybody's taking their turns going around the table and you know like, that you're you're the third person to go right don't wait till it's your turn to decide oh, well what to I do. guess I'm attacking yeah. uh, how many people are there now I mean it's okay if you're you're new and you're still trying to figure oh, yeah, it yeah. out ask your questions yeah, ask yeah. and you know but also it's just pay, paying attention is really the big part right. of it be as ready as possible as you can yeah yeah. But, like, yeah, no shame if you just don't know and you need to ask. Because, I mean, I'm an old player, and a lot of times I'm not sure what I'm going to do till it's my turn. Because you're always playing on your phone. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I'm not. Yeah, you're painting. 
<laughs> over there doing the Mona Lisa, and we're like, Carrie, 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 would you kill this ogre? And I'm like, you no, the ogre, everybody's gonna die. I'm like, her nose. <laughs> It looks weird. Is, is it right? My proportions are off. <laughs> but seriously, look things up for yourself before you have to ask somebody to look it up if you can. Mm-hmm. And and it's okay too if you ask another player who's not whose turn it's not. Oh, that's to a good help one. you. Have your buddy. Yeah, the person sitting next, next to you is your you, table buddy, and be yeah. like, "Hey, I'm, I want to cast a spell, but I don't know." Yeah, which where in the book is this? Yeah, yeah. The reality is, they are your friend because. They want you to do something helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know, want you to be successful. Right. Well, yeah, because they if, want you to throw that fireball. If you're so they su- will help you. Yeah, if you're successful, if you're successful, your party is successful, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they don't want you to fail. So it's it's okay to ask them, but don't ask the guy whose turn it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, at a LARP, if you're if you think, oh man, this would be really cool to do, I don't quite know what to do here yet. Go find somebody that you're. That, that, that's helpful or talk to the storyteller first and just be prepared to do the thing when you're going to act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most LARPs have turn-based combat of some, well, not most, but many LARPs have turn-based combat. Treat it the same way. Be right. prepared. Look up what you need to look up first. Yeah. When uh, things get going, I think it's also important to, to not, uh, to avoid arguing. <laughs> and I would even say this is, this kind of applies in and out of character. Um, especially with rules, obviously, you know, if you're a brand new player, you're not going to be, you know, a rules lawyer. You're not going to roll up arguing about what, how the rule is supposed to work or anything like that. Uh, but the reality is if you've listened to an actual play, you might, you might be like, well, that's not how that rule worked when they ran it on critical role last week. Or I just read that last night. I think they've got it wrong. Always err on the side of trusting your storyteller. Trust your DM. Yep. Um, at least until they've, you know, really betrayed you that trust in some way. Like just, just start with the default of, I trust my storyteller. Uh, there may be a house rule that you don't know, Mm -hmm. or they may just, uh, they may just have interpreted the text different. Um, and it is very okay for after the scene or Absolutely. the game to be like, hey, I thought this this worked this way. You know, do are we doing it different here or am I not remembering it right? Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're f- uh, presenting the question as a question and not an accusation. Like, hey... You Dummy. ran that wrong. Yeah. Jerk face. I yeah. just read that and I'm brand new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to know... Yeah, I don't would dumb. don't do and that. And I'm smart. Don't do that. <laughs> I would I would say though the only exception to that is if it's going to make a difference on whether or not a player's character dies. Yeah. And most storytellers or DMs would would agree that that is a moment where we should stop and get a book out and look it up. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But otherwise, like deal with it later. It's and, not a big deal. And here's another important reason why: because even if you know they're wrong, nine times out of ten wrecking the scene by demanding we look it up right now you wrecks just the wrecked the scene yep. <laughs> yeah uh, and and that applies in character as well like i always think that you should let in character leadership happen mm-hmm. if someone is has a character and they want that character to be the character that takes charge mm-hmm. enable that let them take charge you know, even if it, if they're not really good at it, if they're trying to play the leader, let them play the leader. It's you know okay. What? Support it, them. Play to lift. Support yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, 
if one day you want to play a leadership character, you're going to want people to support you. Right. Mm -hmm. And remember that your character isn't always going to know everything that you know as a player. This is something something that sometimes is hard (sighs) for brand new players to, to really kind of wrap their head around is that, uh, you know more about Dungeons and Dragons than your character knows about the Forgotten Realms. You know, as well, a rule. What about the, when, even in LARPs or modern settings? Somebody's like, "Well, I just uh, I log into this here, and that's that's easy. That's just how that works." Like, but you, your character doesn't know that. The bane of my of, of my storytelling existence is Google. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just look I, this up. You know, they're, well, it's easy to make a bomb. Here's the ingredients, so I should be able to do it. And I'm like, no, no. Like, I actually, I don't remember what game it was. I actually had the internet go down because I was like, I'm done with you guys. You know, well, I I looked up this and this is how it works. Well, that's not how it works in my universe. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, your character does not have these lores on their sheet or these skills on their sheet. You can't just Google them. And right. I, I, I ran a game that was post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And these people were like, well, yeah, I just Googled how to make pipes and water. What's it called? Um, irrigation systems. Yeah, like irrigation systems and all that. And I'm like, is your character a farmer? And they're like, no. I was like, then no. Then how did you Google it? You don't. Yeah, well, first of <laughs> all, no. But because they Googled it. No, I mean, and how they, does your character look that stuff up? Right, that, but they were just saying they figured it out. Oh, And no, I'm like, no. no. The other thing with... The other thing with Google is just the fact that things like how to make a bomb on Google doesn't typically cover the fact that like when you buy ingredients to make a bomb, there are systems in place that usually pick up on the fact that you're buying all the ingredients yeah. for a bomb and turn you over to the police. But and, and in addition, those recipes are often wrong, wrong or they are um, they are sensitive enough mm-hmm. that that just somebody following the directions you will usually blow themselves up. Well, it's all there's a difference between practical knowledge and like I, I don't, like a book learning because right. you can read how to do something and know the steps exactly right. It's like baking a cake. It, it takes a few tries right to to learn how to do it right. The difference yep. is with bombs, you blow up. Right. <laughs> and with a cake, it just doesn't come out right. It just doesn't come out right and you eat it anyway. And you don't it's know still why. A cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully unless you really mess it up. Well, I'd also tell, you, tell new players to, to remember to share the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a moment to shine, and so does everybody else. So so share that, because, you know, you want to have fun. Everybody wants to have fun. And you're new, you want to make a splash, and that's most, okay. Most of the time, when a new player at a table tr- does something to, to be in the spotlight, mm-hmm. usually the entire table will cheer and be very happy. Because we want new players to have that moment so mm-hmm. you'll come back. And if they don't cheer for you when you do something awesome, fuck them. You need to go find a better game. Yes, you do. That's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, if that's a little a bit moment, more... move. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being very aggressive about it. But the truth <laughs> is, though, uh, you know, finding a group that you fit with is important. And one of mm-hmm. the signs is how they react to you having a moment. Achieving a goal or not achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you try to kill the dragon and you miss and your whole table goes, oh, no. You know, like In you're bonding, way. you're yeah. bonding, you know, but if your whole table just kind of shrugs and goes, great, thanks, yeah. don't play with them. Yeah, maybe there's a better group. Yeah. Well, if you made, my favorite is when somebody makes a tactical mistake in a game like D&D mm-hmm. and then everybody's like, oh, you, you dummy. 
<laughs> How dare you? Uh, no. Sure. No, You're don't, like, Why don't be I? that person. Yeah, yeah. One, don't be that guy, and two, leave that table. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about uh, new players and what they should do after the game, after mm. their first game. Afters. Go well, to afters. Obviously, you send a letter of thanks to your storyteller <laughs> on your best monogrammed paper. Oh. You I, mail it. It makes it feel really real. I really, you know, it's... I was going to do a singing telegram. Oh. Okay. It's funny, for the but you know what? Sending a nice little kind text or email mm-hmm. to the guy who ran the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really nice. Oh yeah. When I played Star Wars a few weeks a few weeks ago at that when I joined that new Star Wars group, sure. like the very first thing I did the next morning was I sent a, a, a note to the the group chat that I was in on sure. Facebook where we had plotted our characters and stuff, and I was like, hey. Thanks for running that game. I had a really great time, and mm-hmm. and like, and and I wasn't lying. It's true. I had a great time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying just do that. Just lie. You, know, you don't have but, to kiss their ass. But no, you, can say you don't thank have to you. kiss their ass. But like, storytelling, DMing is a lot of work. Right. Even even doing it badly is a lot of work. Yeah. Right. And it's, and so you want them first of all. If you tell them that they did a great job, they're going to want to do it more, and they're going to mm-hmm. want to get better. And that means your game's going to get better because guess what? You don't want to DM. DMing is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. I, but for real though, like in this case, the guy was really great. And so it was my pleasure to be able to say you were great. That was awesome. But but you know what? Those kind words go a long way. I remember we ran an event game for a LARP and we had players come from all over the United States, mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to say it was a group from Florida, but I can't remember. Every state? Every state. No, it was not every state. Um, and when they left and we were cleaning up, one of the groups had actually written us a thank you note. Oh, and it was cool. it was real little, just like, hey, we had a blast. Thanks so much, you know, Rage On, or you know, some, some werewolf clever thing, and they yes. had drawn some... I still have that note. Aww. And that was probably a decade ago. And you Those know, things mean a lot. We went to Denny's after that campground game. And yeah. I remember Jim Page, shout out. Yeah, Jim. Jim Page bought our dinner at he Denny's. He did, yes. Because he cool. said, you're, he had come all the way from Chicago, like... You know, he spent enough money. He didn't have to. Yeah. You know? And he was like, you guys ran a great day. Let me get your Denny's. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. If your group goes out yeah. to Waffle House or Steak and Shake or whatever after the game, buy your buy your storyteller, uh, uh, you know. A milkshake, yeah. whatever. You don't yeah. have, And you don't have to do it after every game either. But like you're a new player and they let you have join their group and have a good time. Show a little thanks. So it's you're nice. saying be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. nice things about them. Yeah. So what about commitment? <laughs> How important is being committed to you? Well, remember earlier we talked about asking what is the commitment for this game? So this is where <laughs> we bring that back around. It comes back yeah. around. <laughs> so first of all, show up on time next game and mm-hmm. have your characters eat with. Yeah. Uh, mm. But but know when that know when that game is going to be. Right. Know how often they're going to play. Know if they're playing every Friday. Know if you can do every Friday or not. Mm-hmm. Right. right. If they have some sort of expectations of things that you do between game like a downtime or something like that or if they have group chats where they role play in it or yeah or or if your dm even might just send you a text message and go hey i remember your character knew somebody in that town who was it again that was in your backstory right like take the time to respond to those things a little investment goes a long way yeah and of course read the book 
<laughs> now that you've got a chance, yeah, read as much of it as you reasonably can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't. Well, and you can do it in small chunks. Yeah. Right. You know, like every, between every game, just read a chapter. And or I would, whatever. I would also say that that um, you know, after you've played a game or two, or mm-hmm. maybe three, like you may start to reach the point where you decide you're going to buy the book for yourself. I'm almost done with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. I've been, <laughs> been reading a couple of pages a day. I've been reading Basic Dungeons yeah. & Dragons for so long. Well, I just missed Basic. I, did, yeah. I didn't have opportunities like y'all did. Yeah. City folks. Ah, uh, Thacko. Yeah. Right. Oh, they still had Thacko, don't worry. <laughs> also, you know, the, the other thing I think you can do is, is follow up with the other people in your group and just be like, hey, this was my first game. How'd I do? Suggestions. Yeah. Five. What can, what can I do better? How did I do? Just gives them the opening to go. Fine. Yes. You I, were wonderful. Actually, ask. Hey, you know, did, was I prepared enough? Or specific things that you can think of. Did you feel like my character fit? Yeah. Was it well rounded? Did you feel like I did did some right things, or or were there maybe some choices that might have been smarter that I'm I don't know enough to have known yet? Mm-hmm. What book or section of the book would yes. you suggest I read? Yes. Because right? <laughs> a lot of these games have splat books or supplements. So you don't know what to you read. What, yeah, gosh, if you're playing a vampire game, there's like 900 books. I like the idea of finding the best person in game and asking them, hey, what? why are you so great? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What makes you so great? Like, what, what are you? Figure out what they're doing. And try to emulate those behaviors. So I, I, you mean like, so different people are better gamers for different reasons. Yes, absolutely. So some people are better gamers because they know the rules so well. Yes. Some people are better gamers because they, uh, maybe they had improvisational training, acting mm-hmm. training in their past or so, or different things like that. So I guess maybe try and first figure out what it, what, what it is about that person that makes them a good player. Mm-hmm. And then focus on that. Like, hey, you know, I noticed you know these rules really great. Right. How would you suggest I can learn more of them? Right. Yeah. Right. And you know what's awesome is they might even be like, well, come have coffee with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you've got a new friend. You do. Right. And I mean, yeah. that's kind of the whole point. Cause you, it's, what? <laughs> Jason looked panicked. A good, a good gaming table or a good gaming group it should be a community. Those right. things yeah. are important. Absolutely. I just want people to love me. Well, I don't want to have to be invested well, in their lives. That's, that's how that works. It's oh, a give and no. take, dude. <sighs> give and take. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, I hope at this point you're not a new player anymore. I, I ah. want to say something. If you are an experienced player and you've listened to this podcast, thanks. But also, if you've noticed that you're guilty of a bunch of things we've said not to do, Stop. Stop. It's not too late. Or if you have an opportunity to mentor a new Ooh. player mm-hmm. or or give them suggestions, maybe do that in right. a kind way. In a kind way. You know, and, and also if you are a listener to this podcast and you have suggestions that might help other new players, feel free to go to yeah. our, our Facebook page and, and comment on the thread where we announce this show, like some things that we might have forgotten. Oh, and Absolutely. I'm sure we have. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Jared, let us know how we did. Yeah. All right. All right. Do all these things, Jared, or else. Or else. Let's go to game wrap. Welcome to game wrap. Uh, I thought that that was a moderate to average episode. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Well done. We need a new player. 
<laughs> right? All right. Well, we can be found at honorablepodcast.com. Of course, you can get our, our podcast on a bunch of places. Everywhere good podcasts are found, yeah. and most of the places bad podcasts. So are found. go give us five star reviews and subscribe to us on oh, iTunes, yeah. mm-hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else that you might find your podcast. Six star reviews. Go to Twitter and you can follow us at Honorable Podcast. Does it go up to six? It does for us. Ah. <laughs> you can also participate in the conversation at facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. Send us an email at hosts. At honorrollpodcast.com. And lastly, of course, you can always become a patron at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. I noticed that all of these things are honorrollpodcast. It's like a pattern. It's it's, It's like we've branded ourselves. I want to say something. If you send us an email, we'll almost certainly read it on the air. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) Almost certainly. And and quite possibly, we might even uh, read it seriously. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) According to how serious it is. It should well, be. yeah, if, if it's a for real, like, issue or something, we'll, yeah. we'll be serious We may still it. be goofy about it, but we'll right. still we'll I, answer it. I, I'm still <laughs> waiting on a life update email from Noah Coltrip. <laughs> Damn it, Noah! People keep asking me what about him, what and about I don't Noah? have anything anymore. Okay. It's really, it's upsetting. Uh, it's upsetting. I ever, please, Noah. I want all of our listeners <laughs> to send us life updates. I hope that Noah, is his job at the hospital is still okay. I hope so, too. Uh, I don't know about, about everybody. Yeah. We should have a new podcast where people <laughs> just the letters that the people that listen to this podcast send us and we read them out on the air and talk about their lives. You know what? That could totally be a Patreon-only podcast. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd do that in a heart. I would become a patron of this podcast. To do that. That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, be amazing. On a roll? I don't know. i got to figure out a name for it. Right. Mm. <laughs> All right, Carrie, you get uh, 75 XP plus a bonus 5 XP for uh, no longer having that cough. Mm, that's yeah, right. Yes, true. <laughs> I will still take the XP. Yeah, uh, Jason, you get seventy five XP Ooh. because that is uh, what the union requires you that to is, receive. <laughs> I'm going to give Ryan one XP. Oh, because he was a good storyteller today. Aw, yeah, thanks. That's so kind. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. one though. Just one. I mean, great, but I'm not going to kiss his ass. Right. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. No, you're not buying Denny's or anything. No, 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 no. All right. Well, uh, remember uh, that we're awesome. <laughs> remember that. Join us next week when our topic is the world's longest running LARP diplomacy. Hey, I read a great article about diplomacy where this guy would like got it a little too serious and they started threatening each other with like illicit photos and hacked accounts to get uh, people to vote their way, you know, and not vote, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's the game I want to play. Right? No! Do not hack people's accounts and Diplomacy. Them. Too far. Too far. <laughs> advanced diplomacy. Uh, oh, advanced diplomacy. <laughs> where you spy on them at work and then threaten to report them to their boss. No. Dungeons and Diplomacy. Mm. Mm. Second edition. Second advanced. (laughs) Revised. Revised. Thacko. (laughs) You don't have to to change Thacko. Just just leave it. (laughs) We should have more games where there's just a chart that tells you if you win or not. (laughs) That you're not allowed to look at. You just roll a die and the guy's like, what'd you get? A five? You died. Hold on. You died. Uh, You're fucked. Well, I'm Ryan the curmudgeon. (laughs) Carrie is the legend. Jason's the favorite. Until next time, remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have have fun. fun.
podcast and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Oh, uh-huh.